Hello, everyone. Ernest here. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Just a quick word before we get into our discussion of Fern Gully, the last rainforest. During this episode, we discuss how we had to go out of our way to get our hands on the physical media, the DVD, the Blu-ray of this movie because it wasn't available on streaming. Now, as of this episode being released, it is available to rent and buy on Google Play, YouTube, Amazon, Apple TV, etc. All those kinds of video on demand platforms. So you'll hear us talk about how it's not available um, because that was the case when we recorded this episode. But now that we're releasing it, just had to let you know that things have evolved. The movie gods are on our side. This movie is now available to rent and buy on video on demand. So check out the movie. Enjoy the episode. Here we go. Welcome back to We Bought a Mic, a pop culture fern cast. Mm -hmm. A fern culture (laughs) podcast. Dead podcast society. Yes. Talking fern gully colon the last rainforest. Or wait, no, what is what is the name of the series? It's been so long. I forgot. Oh, oh, oh um, good, good Mike Hunting. Good Mike Hunting go. covering the films of Mr. Robin Williams. My name's Ernest. Mm. Mm. Well, <laughs> smog. Mother's milk. <laughs> My name's Hunter. <laughs> is that from your new one man show? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I'm gonna do all the characters of Fern Gully a dramatic reenactment. Yeah. And I'm just a taste. And uh, this movie just really shook my whole life up. First time. Never seen it. I, I don't like I, I've come to learn like the last week that apparently every kid saw this in school when they were little. Well, I I definitely have a lot of it burned into my memory, but not as much as our guest, I think, changed anyone's life. Right. Hi. Welcome. It's Lee. Yes. You're back again. <laughs> I brought my seeds. You brought the seeds. With you. So Lee. How old were you whenever you first saw Fern Gully? Did you see this at like a super young age? Well, I think it was my brother's movie um, because they probably were masturbating to the main character, which we'll mm. get into that. We don't talk about that. But hey. um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was. I had it on VHS. I had like maybe like 10 VHSs that were like somewhat for kids, maybe. And this was one of them. So Somewhat. Yeah, I think. You know, you animated movie, you automatically think children's movie. This is definitely a children's movie, but it's it gets it's a, pretty heavy. It, well, it's a pointed movie. This movie has a really distinct message. It's not like background noise in this movie. Like the message is like the point of this movie, you know? Yeah, and down like, to the the final title card at the end. Of yeah. The movie. <laughs> right. For our children's and our children's children. It's so, it's it's Avatar. I uh I mentioned 
off mic before we started this that I have like an inside out style core memory of this movie. And it's because I remember seeing this in school like all the time whenever I was a kid. And I have one memory. It's one of the earliest memories that I have where I was five years old and I was in kindergarten. And I remember I was in kindergarten because we were watching Fern Gully in the classroom, like all gathered around <laughs> the TV. And the teacher paused the TV and said like, all right, um, boys and girls, I want you all to like, be ready and get ready because next year you're going to big boys, big boys and big girls school because we were going into first grade. And so like that's just something. And I remember just seeing the smog monster, Tim Curry, and just being like horrified as a small child. Yeah, I was going to ask, how did you um, feel watching? Uh, scared. Yeah. But, you know, I think that this, this movie is actually the reason why I loved horror movies at a young age. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. It all goes back. Yeah, it all it all comes back to Fern Gully, much like in and James Cameron's world. I and Tim Curry, who I now have a dog who's named after Tim Curry's name. Wow, King. So you know, beautiful. Well, I I think that you know, we we asked you which movie you wanted to guest on for Robin, and you immediately jumped to this movie. And I think we got to lay out the the runway a little bit as to like why this movie, because like you know, I I remember parts of this movie, and I remember it being like you know very tonally and and story linked to avatar blue people avatar but like actually sitting down and watching it we literally just saw it it's like damn this goes in on the biological destruction <laughs> like all in mm-hmm. it's about climate change yeah. yeah it's about deforestation yeah well first off i have to say that there are some true gems in this era like there's like movies that were animated that weren't big enough to be the things that you see in the store, like toys today, mm-hmm. you know, like Cinderella and Pocahontas and Little Mermaid and stuff like that. That stuff is still being sold and kids still have toys and dresses. Cause and it's stuff. Disney. Mm-hmm. But there's this era of like animated movies that I feel shaped our generation that are just like gone and i think this movie was like one of those movies it's this it's fox animation which was like kind of it was kind of the counter culture in kids world to the disney movies at the time notably uh also people that did uh anastasia the same exact workers who did fergal worked on anastasia well they started getting popular Um, then yeah 97 um do you guys remember uh bartok the magnificent right yeah that was a 99 movie um i do I think what, that they the also did. Did they do? Um, what's the one with the penguin? Uh, Rockabilly. Um, Man, these rockadoodle do. Yeah, right. Rockadoodle do. Rockadoodle do. What do you guys? Do you guys remember rockadoodle do? Okay, so there's. This is like when you go to Trader Joe's and everything has a different name. <laughs> we've got to do. Ro- it's just called Rockadoodle. It's from 1991. Um, it was actually that was an MGM movie, so I am incorrect there. But still, that like. <laughs> The boom of the Disney renaissance that started in the late 80s kind of led these other studios to realize like, oh, we can just kind of make a movie. We can get big name celebrities to come in, but they just do voice acting. So it's at a fraction of the rate that we would normally pay them. Right. And with um, Beauty and the Beast the year before this in 1991, that movie was nominated for Best Picture. Right. People were like, oh, people actually care. Like these aren't just like movies just for kids that we can just churn out. We can try to make these movies and maybe give them a message or right. something like that. And I feel like, and just to take things totally o- over the top here, I feel like <laughs> there's a swing coming back, which I'm happy to see, where subliminally 
we're communicating to people nowadays through these types of movies. If you look at like Encanto, which is so outrageously popular, but there's like very adult themes that are so intertwined in like the generational trauma that these characters experience and all these things. Um, And then you tie in, like you bring in some of the best musical performances and the best artists to come together and just have like a blank check. And it, it just inspires people. Um, And of course they make all the money. Now I love to see the underbelly, like underfunded movies that inspire, that still have a lasting impression. They're just not as talked about as Mm. like Cinderella. You know what I mean? There's a lot to talk about in this movie too. Like there's a, like this, this isn't, this doesn't feel like a bland knockoff of a Disney movie. It feels like some other shit. Like it's a whole different thing. You know? Yeah. In a lot of ways, it is quote unquote worse than a Disney movie. Yeah, but it's it not the polish. But it's not bland. It's, it's right. Like, it's fucking crazy. There's there's some meat on the bone of this. This isn't just something yeah. where you see and you're like, oh, okay, that was pleasant. Like and you I'm can never tell. Right. Think about that again. You can tell it's I, made for like less money than your average right. Disney movie. Yes, but I will say so. Like just as a counterexample and talking about something currently, I just watched the new Hotel Transylvania this week, and I have been a big proponent of that franchise. I think that the first three are like really really good especially the first two and the fourth movie is a movie that i saw and i was like that was a kid's movie i've never that movie is evaporating from my brain like by the second that passes and this movie it's there's a reason why it does have like nostalgia for people of a certain age of our generation unfortunately it doesn't really have the legs kind of not really by its own choice but because it's not streaming anywhere we had to right. buy the physical copy. Of we this had to go to way out of our way. So listeners, yeah. I if you're that listening sucks. to this, I hope you just kind of remember this or you are holding on to like a, a dusty old DVD of Fern Gully to pop it. Or VHS. It, it VHS. wasn't that expensive. Or a Blu-ray. It, it was, was like a $4 than, Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. You can just ship but, it on Amazon. Yeah. So, um, okay. So now that we have talked about that, I also have to say that very sparingly do you find a movie that actually has some spiritual elements that are actually like genuine and not cultural appropriation. Like, I feel like this was a genuine uh, idea to like inspire people of all ages, but by, but like primarily youth to have a relationship with nature that was like genuine. It's like written in the script and it's written well, and it's not too hard on the nose. Um, It's kind of like fun and engaging still. I think sometimes when I watch things that try to be spiritual in nature, it comes off really corny or they like rip off like cultural things that are significant to certain, you know, people. Um, And they don't properly articulate like the why behind it. And I think this was written very well. I think it kind of resonated with you that like it's our responsibility to take care of our surroundings and but yet we're also part of the death but that's a natural process like death and life is a symbiotic relationship and so like it's i think it's written very well it's well it's wild that it delves so deep into all that while being like 73 minutes long right like it's (laughs) very short yeah and it packs in like there's a lot of plot going on in addition to the messaging it's not just that you know there's there's a lot of uh a lot of, we meet so many characters mm-hmm. in this movie. 
Yeah, and, honestly, that is a thing. If I was going to have a knock against the runtime, because it is breezy, like we just kind of popped it out. I was like, oh, wow, we're into the third act now. Like, I want to spend more time in fucking Fern Gully. Yeah, it's called more, Fern Gully. Yeah, more crazy. We just see it's mostly vibes. just the destruction. Like, we see more death and destruction than we do actually taking in nature for the most part in this movie, which is probably, I mean, kind of purposeful to the, move things along. The song but. with the... um with the lizard like i needed like at least one more scene like that where it's just a lizard fucking the just devil. letting it rip i want him to have his own movie yes. <laughs> yeah i feel like well, he did. some tone luck i just, don't know you you kind of want those kind of guys just coming in and throwing yeah. just a quick so, heater and then piecing out yeah yeah so generally going over cast it yeah that lizard that you spoke of is tone lock who comes in <laughs> and does a song and he he has like a bit of a speaking role, right. you know. He's not around for the whole thing. Uh, Tim Curry it absolutely I, knocks uh, your socks off. Which I, you would expect. Tim Curry's kind of like the winner of this movie. Wow, in my yeah. opinion. I think Tim, I think Tim I think Mother Earth is the winner. <laughs> I think Mother Earth is the loser. Actually, I biggest think, loser. I, Mother I Earth. I think James Cameron is the biggest winner. <laughs> he was like, he I'm just, taking that shit. There's That's one mine scene now. specifically right. because it's very clearly like just. I you watch this movie and you're like, oh, James Cameron just like picking up pieces of this and this and this and using it in Avatar. Same thing goes for Dances with Wolves. Whenever I was rewatching that a couple so years what, ago, what year um, was that? Was that Dances before this? Was that after um, this? Kevin Costner's Opus. Um, I think it's right around the same. I think that's ninety. This is, is ninety two. It is ninety. It is ninety. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like right around that same time, but yeah. Um. It is kind of wild. There's one specific scene where they're like all gathering around like the matriarchal uh, fairy lady. I'm like, this just straight up happens yeah. in Avatar. Like this exact scene. What are we doing here, James? So to give context for those of you who are tuning in just to hear me. Um, so there's this amazing rainforest and it starts off talking about how there was this relationship between humans and fairies and we all lived like in this beautiful ecosystem where we all were able to have a closed loop system and and you know compost and grow our own food everyone was happy well something happened evil basically i think that the smog evil is really supposed to be like greed and and capitalism mm -hmm. but basically yeah. very like a very uh, symbolic villain right so like this smog thing comes and destroys parts of the forest and the humans run away and so these fairies have been living away from humans and they think humans gone extinct um until krista the main fairy who is like damn Damn. Hey, listen. She got a damn. Is now that time? Great ass. <laughs> my my wife did wow. want me to say that, like, she's like, I'd I'd fuck this little fairy bitch. <laughs> oh my god. And you know, after I couldn't really remember it until I watched this movie. I was like, oh yeah, you know what? I get it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Lin, she does the Lin Manuel. So uh, Lin no, there's one specific scene that is just wowzers man the animators were really going at well, it well let's this get thing. to that so she goes above the canopy which, which is not allowed do, you, you don't, don't do that not allowed. No. you do not go above that's the, the canopy. one thing i don't think you're There's allowed a, to do that. you look delicious so a hawk is gonna want to scoop that ass mm -hmm. <laughs> dude Jeez. hawk sees a dump truck like that you're diving in yeah and that that was our first clue as to like how small these fairies are <laughs> 
Right. Because which does I feel like change a little bit. Yeah, I do. Well, because in that case, because based on the size that we see them at other times, was that just like a pigeon? We're led to believe that's like a a giant hawk. It looked like like a big ass bird of prey. But then there's also one moment where they are like the size of a grain of rice when they're staying (laughs) next to a squirrel. So I don't really know what what's going on there. It's really intense. They got giant squirrels in the rainforest, (laughs) dude. So how do they so how do they happen up like I want to I want to get through the plot so then we can talk about everything else. Right. How do they happen upon this guy? Okay, so she goes above the canopy, almost gets her ass cut, and then she realizes that there was some smoke up there. She goes to her grandma, who's trying to teach her how to do spells, but this bitch is too horny. She's not paying attention. She mm-hmm. keeps roaming off, and all these guys are chasing after her, trying to flirt with her. And she's like, oh, shit. One of the guys we should say is jacked as fuck Christian Slater. So right. like, yeah, Krista, why don't, why don't yeah. you ever pay attention to me? Yeah. He's got like a 27 pack, and you're like, wait, that voice and that body does not match no up. That way. does not compete. No hey, hey, Slater was a bit of a hunk back then. He yeah, was, he wasn't not, like, he not Jack. He didn't look like Channing Tatum, okay? That's not a thing. Well, you know what? That we'll we'll get to Channing Tatum in the recasting segment. Okay, <laughs> okay. So for the live action, <laughs> the grandma's looking good. She's turning flowers from like dirt and shit. She's just, I love she's her dress. Doing some cool it's like shit. a floating so big gown. I want to hang out with her more than I want to fuck around with fucking Christian Slater. Yeah, first sure. of absolutely. all, absolutely. Or Krista, honestly, no offense, but like, well, I mean. Kind of figure out. Yeah, you I don't got, know. You'd you see that lip Damn, Okay, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. fast forward, we find out. Okay, so she goes and investigates the smoke, finds out that the forest is being ruined, and she interacts with this freaking creepy guy, lumberjack. Zach, who's a lumberjack. I mean, he's a. This man is is a blue collar worker. He's doing his goddamn God-given right. By the way, to do his job. I don't think we mentioned that. You might be imagining this all happening in like the Amazon. It's happening in Australia. Right. Um, Which which we started immediately asking ourselves, are there rainforests in Australia? Um, And there are, but it's just, it's interesting more than anything that it takes place there. And it made me wonder if there is a dub of this with Australian actors. Maybe. Obviously, there's not. It just why is this guy from LA? Well... That's the thing. It's just it's just a funny mix of things yeah. to make a movie that and intentionally set it in Australia and then not do accents. So I did. I just scanning through Wikipedia here. Um, I did realize the reason why it's in Australia is because the two main animators who worked on this movie are Australian. Ernie's about to scream at you because he's everything, been saying that like all night. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. I, I don't I don't listen. I but everything either, everything but... else about this production is American. It looks like okay. yeah, it's a it was just, it was just <laughs> you said it's you a co-production saying, like 10 times. <laughs> well, you keep saying it's a co-production, but you aren't like specifying that like that there's two countries. <laughs> In the in the industry, we call it a copro. Yeah. Anyway, well, we, call it, we call it CPs, but then but then we we run that back when we don't call it. So she shrinks the guy. She ends up bring, saving his life, bringing him home. She shrinks him by accident, and then she's trying to figure out how to turn him normal. But in that time, they're horny. They're mm-hmm. chasing after each other and lighting up the forest with their love. Absolutely. And then it's so horny. These it's the like, interactions between these two characters oof. is yeah, like really forty-five erotic. minutes of can you feel the love tonight? Yeah. Oof! What an L by this movie. <laughs> 
to miss out on a whole it's, new world. Here's the thing is that the songs aren't very good. And that is not, the songs like, are the best. no. Well, the songs there are, are but, some bangers. Yes, but like I'm talking like on Disney level. Oh uh, well, no. like, obviously. Can you imagine if they had a whole new world type song like they that? They did that level of a song there's, in their love yeah. connection. Then that would be that would make it like there's a song as an iconic thing. A song comes on like after she falls in love with him that is like that style of song. Right. It just it just. I don't remember the hook. Bad yeah. look by our girl. She it's, uh, it's, she really was yeah, a it. dream worth keeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like, man, we're going to make the biggest hit of the year. You know, they didn't. But we the... did skip over the best song, though. Which one was that? It's, is it the Tim Curry song? It's our boy. Oh, oh. Robin oh, Williams. Right. Is right, out right, there right. with like a late 80s you know, style. I didn't song. introduce him yet. So, OK, let me just <laughs> fast forward this shit. My name is Batty. <laughs> Okay, Robin so Williams is Batty. As they are trying to figure all this shit out, they encounter Batty, who is a, a animal that has been tested on by humans, and he's trying to warn everyone about humans. Meanwhile, this guy Zach is making all the moves. Everybody thinks he's cool. He's getting the people to dance. They've never heard music before. Literally, Footloose. They've never heard music. Before. <laughs> They've never heard music before, and he's rocking their world. He's falling in love with her. She's falling in love with him. They find out humans are the reason why the forest is dying. Yeah. And he's like, oh, can I still fuck you? Right. <laughs> and he's like, I want to stay for one more day. And she's like, you're a traitor. They realize that the humans release this evil smug thing from this tree. And now it's out to kill them all. And Robin Williams does a rap. Robin Williams does a rap. Robin Williams raps. <laughs> that's very early on in the movie. Right. But he does. He does. He's actually. Is he the only character? Well, it's him and then the lizard guy are the only like characters who sing. He also it's very jarring because in a good way, because it's the first song. Right. So you if you know nothing like me, I didn't There's know no there were going number. To, yeah. I, I didn't know there were going to be songs. And no, then well, it's just like balls deep into there it, is an that insane one, rap there's that one song that plays like right whenever Krista's like going out and mingering in a, among everybody that has like the nice horn line yeah that was definitely like covered by a couple of like local ska bands back in the 90s Hell yeah they're like we can definitely do this horn line um okay but uh yeah no this is this is the first time that you hear a character sing that's which is why that's yeah, yeah. it's it's uh diagenic. and you guys didn't Should get to listen have... but the rap itself was actually really good <laughs> it was actually really good you don't have to tell me that's good i have it on a playlist i listen to it every <laughs> single day um when i google life is a magic thing ska cover nothing comes up oh, so is it, it too is late for us to make that yeah <laughs> can we do that a we bought a mic original dane are you listening boom boom <laughs> Dane, wake up. Dane, 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 Dane? stop sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so Batty is losing his mind and he's trying to be the canary in the coal mine to warn everyone about humans. Um, But he's like, yeah, he's like brain fried, like from being tested on so much. So so that leaves room for Robin Williams to be spastic and crazy and like epic. He he does this thing. He comes in super like manic mode, just like doing all kinds of crazy voices. Really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I, I will say... (sighs) <sighs> this is not the best Robin. No. If I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. So I when you're a kid, it is. No, well, I do want to talk about because I remember there being a lot more Robin in this movie. Again, it's been like at least 15 to 20 years since I've seen this movie. But 
I showed you guys, uh, listeners, if you Google Fern Gully, it's the very it's the second image to pop up is what the VHS cover is of Fern Gully, which it's is what batty. I own. Right. It's just Front and batty, batty takes up like two thirds of the poster. Well, I have a theory. And that's not Batty's like, at, what does he have? Like maybe 20 percent of the movie. Four, if that. No, no, just, less than that. I think it's like seven minutes of screen time. It's what you did. And half well, of that is the rap that he does. Well, I have to say so. OK. I have a theory. I really believe that he's the comedic relief, but they also aren't trying to make this movie that funny. Cause like, right. think of so every other bang, movie no that is yeah. like, like if you compare this to Aladdin, the biggest problem that they have is they have this evil guy who can turn his staff into a snake and like manipulate shit with his mind. And they're all like trying to be in love, but he's poor and she's rich. Like yeah. that's their biggest problem. They, these people are fighting against some of the most rapid biodiversity declines they've ever seen in their entire country. So they're <laughs> right. like, they're like, Robin, would you just shut the fuck up? Right. Really <laughs> no, we're trying to like, I mean, my you're, theory no, you're right. is that they're trying to not make this movie super funny. He's just enough funny. Right. Yeah, they're not. It's, it, yeah, it's not supposed to be like a silly comedy movie. Do, but he is a silly comedy character. But he's just the one. Pretty yeah, much. I right. do wonder like how much, how much of this movie did they tell Robin like what his character was, and how much of it was just full Robin riffing. improvised riffing and stuff? Yeah. Because they're just like they probably put him in the booth and there. It's like, all right, Robin. So this is the central message that we want you to get across. Um, you've been experimented on, so you have like radio waves going so through you your just brain. Go off, so just go do your tangents of whatever you want to do, and then they just kind of stitch together a few of his little rants and yeah. ramblings. Make, make sure you sense. throw in a couple of like topical pop culture references in there, just whatever's yeah, of off the dome, and uh, you know we'll splice it in wherever. And and I will say like I love this kind of energy for robin you know we we talked about how when he's more subdued at least in this point of his career you're not really getting the best out of him i prefer this but it doesn't quite fit with the rest of the movie like it is good to have that like zany character to kind of have that energy when it's so that it's not all dour all the time yeah. but like i connected so much more to everything else everything that doesn't have anything robin. else to do with batty and every time it cuts to Batty, I'm like, all right, I get this is a kid's movie and we got to keep it light. But it feels kind of like a little separate to like mm -hmm. what the core of this movie is trying to do. Right. Well, I got the impression that these fairies are supposed to be very whimsical and very in touch with nature. And like, yeah, they flirt because they're horny a little bit, but like they're not really laughing out loud or like they're kind of robotic in a way because they're just kind of like these spiritual entities that just kind of float around whereas like batty comes in he's been totally influenced by humans and so his energy is supposed to be off-putting in comparison to their very scenic calm kind of vibes um right but then it also helps create that balance too of like a little bit of shock because you're supposed to feel bad for batty you're supposed to feel like oh my god humans did this to him like you're not supposed to look at him and be like hey i want to go have a beer with batty i do yeah it no doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> i do in that way like it's kind of a character <laughs> failure a little bit because i never like like especially like as a kid i'm never drawing that connection of like oh yeah no he was like tortured by humans oh like I, the rap I, the rap is really sad he does a whole rap about he it he does a rap about but as <laughs> a kid thing. as a kid you aren't listening to like what he's saying in right. the rap no, I totally didn't. As a kid, I didn't understand what animal testing was or why they would even do it. So like when they showed that, 
I didn't I didn't yeah, understand it. Looks it looks like connect the, the dots of like oh, the way this is he's bad designed, it looks like he has like a plunger in his head. Like and that's like a node from like testing like a electronic thing. Right. But it yeah. But you're like, haha, the he like he sounds like radio man. This right. guy fun. Right. Animal testing good. So um so to get into the nitty-gritty of the depth, unless you guys still want to talk about how horny they were, because we can get even deeper into that. You, you kept want. mentioning this throughout the film. Well, um, because if you think about it in comparison to Avatar, when they braid each other's braids, yeah, it makes you feel things, you know. And I think this movie was the first inspiration of that. Where Have you like, ever braided Ernie's hair? Absolutely, with my own hair, like yeah. no hands, yeah, just braids. <laughs> That's actually. And that is actually you know, premarital sex. Yeah. Calling the cops now. So. I, I, sh I shouldn't have asked. That's disgusting. <laughs> um. So I feel like. Uh. I feel like in this. I don't know why I was bringing up the horny again. Why was again. Back? <laughs> yeah. Who's to say? What no, else happens did, in this you movie? You did say multiple times while we were watching the movie. This is when it starts to get really horny. Yeah, but, and I was yeah. like, we've been in the horny. And it camp. always, well, it just thing. always was. You'd be like, yeah, a big horny scene coming up. And it always was. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Let's talk about some bad parts we, of this no, movie. Wait, First of we, all, can they, we talk about the lip bite scene, which is just like, okay, I don't know yes, how people haven't yes. talked about the scene where she's, they, they don't shrink, know how people have shrink down little man. And like, everybody should him. be talking about him. They shrink down, they shrink him down. So he's just a little man. She starts and, grabbing his knife and his wallet. Yeah, and they're just like, no. No, humans are cutting down trees. You wouldn't do that, would you? <laughs> and then bites her lip and like it makes her eyes real big and flutters them. And it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, what are you trying to say right now, animators? Right. And right. then your wife wants to fuck. Her. So I have to say, because the, the one thing that did put me off, being that we went through and we're still going through this huge Me Too movement kind of era, <laughs> like they over sexualize the fuck out of that fairy unlike anything i've ever seen and then they make the guy so stupid just <laughs> yeah, like so dumb i just feel bad i feel like is our is our society like a a replication of like what we see on tv like did we do something to our kids and to our generation by showing them like <laughs> i'm a guy so like i'm just gonna like be like totally like this dude it was you know they call it Look, tim allen syndrome as as baddie says <laughs> as baddie says at one point like truth might not always uh make you friends but it can help you influence people oh he makes a dale carnegie reference right i so, one, thing I, one that. thing i wanted to say on what you just said lee though is that like he's trying to mac on her and like the most insane shit in his life just yeah happened. he just got shrunk down to fairy size he's like the size of like a fucking acorn and he's just like let me I get got some of it that. fucked though like while i'm down here yo yeah, immediately horny how long do you think it would take you this is this leads this into this segment, segment that i yeah. Yeah. it's it's a segment called fellas wyd <laughs> in which do? i want to bring this back yeah in which we each break down what we would do if that happened to so us so here's the thing I is, want to play. Am yeah. I am I still married in this situation? Because the answer is the same regardless. Right. It's faster. It's faster <laughs> yeah. than With even Gaia, this guy does. Guy is like, hey, go hit on her. Yeah, guy is like, come on, get her in here. Can I get shrunk down too? What if he's what if up in this? What if the guy is married and he's hitting on this fairy? 
That's messed well, up. Well, we gotta we gotta wind He's the scope. He's like, it's not cheating. She's a fairy. She opened his wallet and he only had pictures of him with other dogs. I don't even know what she's got down there. It could just be like a white pasty abyss. Who's to I say? I will say. So if I shrink down, um, and I'm I'm a logger and I shrink down, and the fairies are clearly really mad at me for that. Um, I would. He did make the right move of pretending that he's not a logger. You know, right, I would. He's like, I need to get. I need yeah, to yeah. Get you, he's like, like, they could kill him. He's if he, like, if I'm a surfer slash skateboarder. They yeah. know magic. You're not gonna fuck with people who just like know magic. They shrunk you down to fairy size. Like you're not fucking with them anymore. But the thing is, I would just be like, yo, I actually have some friends that could like help me out. Like I just need you to make me big, and then like, we right. definitely won't hurt you. Right. So, um, also we have to also preface that he was full on eaten in his first two seconds of being small. That's a good point. So he should be absolutely horrified. He this guy's like crazy. Yeah. Inside he's he's adjusting so well to his circumstances. And then he got spit out and immediately was like, yo, I don't have to leave so fast, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's he, look. He's, he's like, just, wait, hold up. He's a chemistry guy. You just you throw that guy in the locker room, and he's just gonna gel. Yeah. He's the Ringo star of yeah. humans. Great vibe. Just yeah. he's just all vibe. Just like I'm just here for the ride, man. Like you know, you want to make me really big now? That's cool, man. Yeah. I'll just right. be a tree. <laughs> so okay, so that was a hey, trees. You trying to get frisky or what? I didn't trying to like, touch branches. I didn't like that they oversexualized her. I didn't like that he was kind of stupid, but that's fine. Um, what I did like, the animation was beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. You you know, not not like the high fucking budget, but for the it's low very budget. different, which is I think that especially from that era, it, it's kind of it's very unique, which I did actually like a lot. It doesn't look like a lot of other movies of that time period. Mm-hmm. I, and not I like su- in a good or a bad way, but just it looks different. I was surprised because um, I got the dirty, dusty DVD. And I kind of scanned through it a little bit. And just from like the little bits that I saw, I was like, man, this movie looks like ass. Like this animation is just like not good. The colors are all off. And then we popped in the Blu-ray you got on the big TV. And I was like, man, this this actually looks pretty good. I mean, obviously, there's like a couple. The colors kind of change at certain points. Yeah, there's um, some things that are kind of like having age too People's gray. faces get a little bit weird at points. And but overall, like, that, but, like you know, it's it's. It's aged pretty it's, well. Yeah, I think so. We were talking about it while watching it, but like kind of the stagnant, almost oil painting backgrounds that yeah. they have are really like beautiful. really, really beautiful that are just like so, so hyper detailed. And then like their movements are a little bit more like kind of herky jerky, but intentionally so. Right. Um, and a little bit like um, not quite as fine detailed. Herky jerky. Yeah, herky jerky. Um, that one. Yeah, just a little herky jerky animation. I wanted to um, talk a little bit about some of the awards love that this movie got. Oh, good. So, well, you it, said it got crushed and buried. Well, it, um, box office wise, it didn't do too hot. Um, it did make back its budget, so it cost twenty four mil, and it made thirty two. So that's you but know. it was released like April. They probably were expecting it to be a little bit bigger of a hit and it didn't really quite. Right. Here's the thing is that I feel like this is like a classic movie that it makes sense to me why this movie didn't do great in theaters. Like I could see just parents seeing it and being like, that was kind of a downer or right. parents just not getting it and kids just being like, I'm scared. Well, I'm scared right. when I see I'm that. I'm scared, mom. It's like Anastasia. Yeah, it, right. I mean, it is the um, same thing. It makes a lot of sense. That it's it's, it's very studio. like 
the the way time is spent in this movie like you said there's a lot you know it it it's not trying to be super funny it's not all like huge like comedic set pieces there's the songs but then also a lot of time is taken up by like like just focusing on the art yeah like these long sequences that are entirely visual of like nature like like healing yeah, there's there's a yeah. lot of kids that have never seen a forest yeah like there's a lot of kids living in this city right now that have never seen a forest and might not ever it's just it's made with like like an artist's eye like mm. you know what i mean like it's so they're trying to make you fall in love with the forest as its own character so that the destruction hits you so fucking hard. I mean, this is one of the scariest yeah, movies I was actually, even today. Like watching a fucking oil spill is terrifying. Watching this is even more terrifying. I um I was thinking about that because the the way they went about it and making you feel pain when right. you see things uh when you see like a tree cut down for example is that the fairies and all these beings can feel nature yeah right. they, they can feel that it is hurting them the the closer step if you wanted to get more scary is you would just make it so like the plants are characters in this and they're getting Oof. murdered oh I mean, they well, kind of do. They, that is kind of what the fairies are channeling. I know, that's but what that's what I'm are. saying. But like, that's what I'm saying is it's one step away from like just having a character that's a tree who gets right. killed. Exactly. I mean, because they couldn't do that. So, well, but they did make it amply like the stakes are still really high. Here's where, the like, thing. You are scared. Is that the next like if you're just making this movie and you're like, I want to make this instead of G like PG, like we're going to get just a little bit darker with this. That's kind of like kind of butting into Princess Mononoke territory. Princess Mononoke has a lot of very similar themes as well that of just like kind of the theme of like nature and um and that it's a little bit more abstract but it's still the same central idea it's greed and the human and right. capitalism kind of this invasive dark spirit that's tearing up nature and ripping it up but that movie is we're like just even so much more darker than even Ferngully gets. Right. Yeah. Well, I really and love yes. I really love that concept of you can feel the pain in the plants and things like that. I think that really resonated with me. Also, like like roadkill fucks me up mentally and they show a lot of scenes where the animals are running away in in absolute terror from the animal's perspective like down low i don't see anything like that like usually when you see something that's really heartbreaking about the environment it's very much like you're looking through a camera you can feel that you're looking through a camera they don't put it from the perspective of the animals really low to the ground racing through the forest like in absolute terror that part it makes you empathize with the creatures and with the plants in mm -hmm. a way that like what if i was small mm -hmm. right what if i was small well the, the way the they draw the big bulldozer thing at the end that comes through is horrifying right and our our tim curry guy our um what's his name um hexus yeah how he just kind of like hexus. is this cloud over it as it's coming in, destroying the yeah, he's amorphous. You know, he's you like, you know what I will say? I love his character design. It's so fucking yeah. cool. Even as just like a gaseous being, they still couldn't stop that jawline. That jawline <laughs> right. does not fucking quit. Yeah. I no. think I think he's the MVP of the movie. He, like he, I think yes. Robin gets completely overshadowed here. Unfortunately, like Tim Curry, he just does everything. Tim Curry is the fucking best. He's the greatest voice actor ever, man. He's just he's the best. Yeah. 
he owns the the design of the when it, it, he's in goo form yeah he's Dude, he's both liquid and solid and um tim is doing a voice that sounds like a liquid is doing a voice yes <laughs> it's so good yeah it's and so like the, the cadence of his delivery of his line delivery goes with the movement of the blob it's like in the same sort of rhythm it's called method. i think I'm, oh. I'm gonna do like a tim curry watch through very soon i just recently rewatched rocky Horror. i mean i've seen rocky horror like a hundred times but because of meatloaf passing away threw on rocky horror the other day and it's like i was tim curry just like the greatest actor of a generation like he's just the best man so absolute gem. so the when the grandma summons everyone to come to the main tree and then protect them and then she dissipates into each of them through her death that was the first time i ever was exposed to the idea of like reincarnation yeah. reincarnation and i remember thinking like what if that is what happens yeah or a version oh. of that for sure yeah mm -hmm. that was like there's a lot of themes that i just don't think you see anywhere else like not in a kids movie for sure oh, i mean we're talking about you know that's why this is a non-disney movie disney would not do something like that disney, well, right disney, especially back then was was christian based stuff yeah right. especially back then the thing is that i mean we kind of talked about at the top whenever you mentioned Encanto, but like think about like a movie like soul from a couple of years right. ago that's like just straight up like an adult movie that's kind of masquerading under like yeah, a now kids movie uh, umbrella now they'll right. get trippy with it but they will that's like one of four movies that they print out a year. So like, it's fine. They're mm -hmm. like, Oh, we can make one with more adult themes. And also it's with like our, our, our like auteur Pixar director. Like you have to like put in the groundwork before you can go and try and make something that's abstract. Well, my question is just because we're comparing it to today's movies, are kids kind of coming? Cause they used to make kids movies that were very much kid movies, but it would have a little bit of, adult humor in it like hercules like i feel like hercules mm. was for kids but it had some really kind of funny things that i feel like only an adult would kind of understand are they are kids catching up now to like the intellectual level up because oh, of technology sure, to yeah. parents so now something like soul would not have been cool for our age when we were like little like we would like no. when we were like well, seven right. you would have been like oh have been like, like the let's... little creature's fun and like i like part where uh where a lady becomes cat like right. that's what you like if you're a kid but would like would i be like mommy mommy i want to go see soul no no, well, but they, like it, it did yeah. good in the box. Like it, no, it didn't. No, it didn't go box, box office. office. It oh, was straight right, to Disney that's Plus. Right, that's right. But I, it was Inside popular. Well, though, Everybody talked similar. about yeah. it. So, um, so I wonder if this movie was made today. Well, I was, I was going to mention that like this movie should be big today. The fact that it's not is like a crime. Like this movie should right. be available on netflix and disney plus it's, and everywhere it's a Fox product. just put it on disney plus like you just have the rights to it just right now you just fucking upload it today the, yeah the fact that we had to go so out of our way to get our hands on it is like ridiculous because like this movie is so much more relevant than it was in 1992 yeah and but the, well the problem is the style of it has never been less relevant like the look of it is not something that i think would yeah. capture kids today they're used to just a whole different diet of art like yeah, that it would it would be nonsense. To yeah, them. but our generation would watch it. It makes me fearful of what else is not getting seen. Um, like yeah, what no, other amazing things are not getting seen? No, I know it, it's all. I mean, it's like a rights issue, right? Not just from our generation, well, yeah. but from our parents' generation. I don't know. I, I, I think that it's not a rights issue because, like, if there's a 
digital if there's a blu-ray of it they should be able to just upload that same thing to uh to disney plus like there must be some yeah there must be some obscure rights issue that is keeping this well, movie I, from I mean existing. anastasia isn't on yeah disney it is plus. is anastasia on do disney you think plus? it has to do with robin williams being oh dead? on disney plus no no, that would, if anything, no. that would make it more um, like that would make him put. It it's on just more. A, seldom do you get like a movie from fairly <gasps> recently. It's the oil companies. Oh my god, that's <laughs> the right. oil industry. Anastasia is on Disney Plus right now. Like I can watch it right now. Like anyway, it's so why that is so weird. I honestly not... wouldn't be surprised if it was some fucking like oil company industry, lobbying. Yeah. That has oh this on a list God, of guys. like, please don't expose children to these ideas. I'm already I, like an anxiety ridden mess. I need to sleep tonight. <laughs> well, okay. So it was also, it was, it's also partly produced by Sony with TriStar. So that could be it. Cause TriStar produced the Australian, like again, as you said, Ernie, it's a co-pro. Um, so I wonder if that, I mean, Sony is very notably not very good with the whole streaming right. thing. And yeah, it's been worse and worse as uh, but they have a new deal a with Netflix. Is. So like yeah. they could they could partner like I'm yep. just saying, let's start a campaign. Right. Let's start a just hashtag put it on streaming. Just put Re- on one of them. Free Release. Fern Gully. Yeah. <laughs> Free. Put it on Criterion, honestly. Yeah, well, right. Where are you at? I just want to say I did not expect you guys to like it. I thought you. Guys I didn't expect like, me to like corny. it. Yeah, I honestly thought like I'm, this is just something that I remember from my childhood that isn't going to hold up to viewing as an adult. And I was shocked that it did. I was like, damn, this is like actually. I mean, obviously, there's there's certain things about it that I think maybe could have been done a little bit better in terms of like some of the storytelling and like you know the narrative momentum a little bit but i think the animation the animation's all gorgeous and the message the core theme is so well communicated right. that like it just you're just like emotionally kind of enraptured by it i do wonder i mean because we are talking about like if you were to th- show this to like your 7 year old now and I don't know if kids are even that smart. I was a very smart child. Like, is it too heavy handed? Because this is like, there's no subtext in this movie. It's just like smacking you across the face. Well, that's, that's the thing. It gave me the feel that it was for like really little kids. Like, I mean, and again, I watched this movie when I was like, yeah, it's five, rated six, G. So, yeah. yeah, so it is. So that, yeah, yeah. you're kind of grading well, it on that. I got to say, I hated the end. The, the end. They, the end. No, the, they <laughs> basically they basically like put their arms around each other. The, oh, yeah. All the the white guys, and they're just like, you know what, man, things got to change. Oh, and they yeah. walk These away, and the forest change. is still, going to recycle that bottle. The forest is still completely leveled <laughs> all around, wild. but the one tree starts to have flowers and then like a little bit of like leaves are starting to pop up elsewhere but it's like they're walking away in like a field of just death and they're like something's gotta change and it's like for our children and our children's children i'm like wait (laughs) there's no repercussions it's it seems like you they couldn't say much more explicitly like or to get funding yeah exactly in order order for it to get made it seems i don't think that they could have uh been any more clear than that 
like I, you not know what in I mean? the 90s yeah especially. if they had just straight up like said like this, this is, is happening these are the this is a pre know. like this is pre-climate change pre-global warming that even being a thing like no, this whole they... deforestation idea no but i'm talking about like in the national landscape as far as that this is almost 10 years before al gore coming in here with global warming and talking right. about this and it being such a controversial idea to talk about climate change this is almost 10 years before that well, so like you just change, kind of could only go so far technically climate change was officially announced in like the 1920s when they first started saying like we yeah do with industrialization think, we do think it's, humans have the potential to curve the climate there, there was a wave of like hardcore climate related movements that I feel coincided with this. I mean, think of like um, some of the other cartoons that came out. Remember the one with the kids with the rings? What was that? Earth, uh, Earth, Earth, Earth Oh, uh, Captain Planet. Captain Planet. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, there was like an era where people knew that things were getting worse and worse and worse environmentally. The rainforest was a very, uh, I feel like late 80s, early 90s. That was a huge like that was right. yeah it, rainforest it was, cafe i also <laughs> no, but like no just like the general idea of saving the rainforest but i do think that like you mentioned captain planet and i think that there's a difference because captain planet is like it was something that was enjoyed by kids but it was like pbs it was like it was more of a psa than it was like viewed as something as like a piece of like commercial content that you could like make toys off of and i think that this movie, probably why it wasn't as successful as that as it could have been, is because it's trying to ride the line. It's trying to be like something like that would be on a PBS with a Captain Planet and say like the importance, like we need call to action, go out and make a change. And also like they definitely made toys of like little Robin Williams's baddie. And really? so like it was just riding this weird middle ground where it didn't really find the right audience until it got released for home viewing right. and could okay. be shown in so schools. So let's and do stuff. let's do a uh, recasting. Okay, yeah. So now it's time for the Robin Williams categories. Um, best, I guess you want to jump straight to because we usually save that one for last. The recasting, uh, aka the recaging couch. The first, let's, yeah, let's run through these really quick. The we'll first get. one is best Robinism. So, like we mentioned earlier, he doesn't have that much screen time. I'd say it, he says a whole lot of fucking words, though. Yeah. Oh, if you wanted His to isolate a specific line, I guess you could. But I would, I would just I say, say my name is Batty. I would just say the rap. Yeah, the rap is sort of a catch-all, man. It's it's a really crazy thing to watch. I so. Actually, I think one of my favorite uses of Robin in the movie is actually at the very end, whenever, um, uh, what's what's the old Zach? Zach. Um, yeah, whenever he's like riding on with Batty, and they're like trying to like retune him, so he's just like whacking his wires around to like get like what level kind of war fleeing guy we want, and then we get like General uh, Robin, who's like. Going back and forth between like quoting uh like Star Wars and quoting right. fucking like just like uh the Red Baron. I don't know what right. he's trying to do, but I like it. Yeah. Um, the the other the next category is best moment, which doesn't have to be a Robin moment. So does anyone have like any other Robin specific things or uh because I have like a best just moment of the movie. What's that? I think that it's hard for me to pick, but I think like the birth of Hexes or the death of Hexes. Like the birth of Hexes is my favorite like, thing. Like, yeah, it comes from going from goo to like smog 
gaseous creature it's with that song stunning. that song is like burned in my like i remember like when he's like sludge like reaches out like an Oof. arm and grabs the pipe i remember that image from yeah, my right. childhood and then seeing it today i was like oh my god it's that like yeah. i remember it yeah that was scary but the death was also very beautiful oh it's so with scary it's his. so weird yeah i would love to see that on the big screen i think that would have been really terrifying um is that favorite moment well, did you have like a specific Robin moment that you wanted to shout out? What's your favorite moment in the I whole think movie? Because we were all chatting during the movie, you guys missed a lot of his subtle jokes that like had me laughing out. Yeah, loud. just like quick little zingers. Yeah. I've never talked during a movie in my entire life. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's facts. Never yeah. heard of him. Say it. Okay. I go shh. Uh, Drew, you're struggling with what that is going on with so this hard. I can't open help? this bottle. Do you need I, help. I feel I, like a fucking idiot. I man. really <laughs> love I really love God, why are, why No, you got to flip you got to flip the the opener the other way. It's the other way. I got it open fine whenever the 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 it. side that you were trying to use is the other I used both Wait, sides. I used both too. Yeah, it's a combo Holy it's a combo shit, nail a clipper bottle. bottle. Oh, this is insane. So the the side that's like flatter, that's the side that'll pry the the Right. I just did it. I just anyway. I like this. See now, Hunter doesn't know how to do. It. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Okay. There you That's go. What I did. Okay. <laughs> you like tripped me. I had already done second. that and it wasn't working, so uh -huh. I was like, "Oh, I'll do the second way that you use those because you can do it the other you way." You should have used the nail clippers to like, <laughs> like clip around. What the, was the shit out of this? What was metal? that movie that we watched where the guy opens it with his teeth? Oh, what was that? What that would have been movie? easier. I would have popped it on the table here. So I should. I'll do. I'll wait till the camera's rolling. Yeah, I'll do that one. Anyway, um, so I. Okay, yeah. Do you have like a favorite moment in the whole movie? <laughs> oh uh, favorite moment in the whole movie, definitely when the grandma turns into death, and then everyone <laughs> she turns wow. into everyone death. has a little glitter grandma all over them, her, and they become blue. Her so little like, like eats he eats glitter grandma. It like hits his mouth. Who <laughs> Zach? Like hits him oh, in the little mouth. So he he felt he has her in him. Yeah. Her um her little she like opening monologue um kind of exposition right. setup is really well done. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, for me every every favorite moment I have that like non ironically is the f moments that focus on art and don't have so much dialogue. Because, right, you know the the script of it itself is just not, it kind of struggles a it's, little well, bit. It's just not for grown ups, man. Yeah, it's like, it's hard again, to judge movies the, like it, that. The themes are for grown ups, but the dialogue. Is, I love the little hints of like, hey, you're in a jungle. Like they would have like like a big ass frog like head just come up and they're just having a dialogue and then the frog would just like go down and the, the attention yeah, never fun. went to the frog now jacobs great. in euphoria what are you uh, open opens the beer bottle with his mouth and we're back oh, man <laughs> that's what i it was this gonna is bother Ernest. me this is Ernest. It was gonna all be... the time this is <laughs> just, him like 20 he he's just seven. like i'm babe i'm not gonna listen to like whatever you say for the next 20 minutes <laughs> right. because i'm focused on this one thing in my head right got it. yeah right. it's a good, good it's, job he, that man is a baby. psychopath um, anyway right. anyway <laughs> uh i wanted to add this as a robin category what would you do in this situation i don't know if we can apply this to every movie because I don't know if like every movie is like something that could happen to you. You have to find. Well, you just have to find the character that it would make the most sense for. Yeah, you for okay. you to become. Yeah, 
Okay. For yes. Us, it's obviously, obviously. The, the human. Right. Obviously. What would I do? I would lie. It would take me at least two weeks to feel comfortable enough to be horny for her. Right. I would immediately be so terrified that I would just want to die. I would be like, this is the most you upsetting. Would you just like lie down the ground and be like, just fucking eat me, <laughs> lizard? Let me right. become one with nature. I, I just feel like my brain would like cease to function. Well, let's like, really think about this, though, guys. <laughs> like okay. seeing a lizard that's like 50 times larger no, than no, no, you. No, 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 no. So let's just think about this because you're working probably what, 20 bucks an hour. You're doing these big X's on these trees. You got to watch animals Man, get smushed by quit, tractors. Quit my fucking job. I mean, maybe, maybe 20 bucks, well, maybe it's, 25 it's bucks dollars, an hour. So it's important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And he's 20 out bucks there. An hour in he's 1991. Getting, he's getting bit up by mosquitoes and his freaking wife beater. Right. Yeah. He is sweating. His armpits stink. He's a bogan. He's, he's just listening. <laughs> he's to a this. bodacious babe. He's listening to one tape. He only brought one tape with his little, little, uh, recorder yeah he's got like so, a little walkman he's got a little walkman so that was the worst song in all the of movie, a sudden it's fucking awful. all of a sudden a hot ass fairy who i had no idea that magic and fairy even ever existed before this Didn't moment know about fairy magic all of a sudden made me small and i don't have to pay rent anymore mm. i don't have to fucking think about society this anymore. movie was huge for fairy but, okay how long do you think it would take you to be like oh hell yeah because it would take a while yeah, for you to reach yeah. That i'm not immediately i immediately my thought is like i'm small i'm just gonna die like <laughs> right. i just right. i don't i have like basic human like full fight or flight like i need to just figure out something how to survive this situation the thing is that he probably does end up doing like most I we criticized it while watching it. But in hindsight, if I was in his position, I would probably do most of the same thing, except for the horniness. Horniness wouldn't quite be there like on day one. Like he's immediately just like, hey, what's behind that loincloth? But like, right. Weirdly, I mean, she, weirdly, there was more sexual chemistry with the Christian Slater character. But she's that hot, though. Yeah, you see the original Manic Pixie Dream Girl, quite like, literally. Literally, as soon as life like turned over and he saw her, he'd probably that's probably the hottest chick he's that he's ever seen. Yeah, I mean I, a fairy is gonna is gonna at least I don't know. There were some weird looking fairies in that bunch now that I think about it. No, you don't want to fuck like that turtle looking guy. <laughs> the beetle riding dudes. I, so by the way, Cheech and Chong were two of the main oh, uh, okay. two of the main beetle riding that makes, guys. No that way. makes sense. No Those guys way. were chill. There's I just want I get out of here. Because more than anything, they both they mostly had like general human like designs, except for one of the creatures that was um riding the bug which i can only describe as like a turtle shell but you yeah. just see the eyeballs out of and then it just had two like big arms two yeah. big muscly this arms. is gonna bother you forever that, i just want to know like what is that that was a fairy that fucked like a mollusk <laughs> yeah like, like it was like a mollusk and like a fairy it's like a fucked. cross between like a shy guy and a koopa like in mario yes. world that right. just like it became this one genetic abomination and then it has like fucking He-Man arms on it. And I just want to know who came up with that and why. It was a good choice though because you only <laughs> see that character twice but each time you're like, what the fuck? And it, it was effective. Mm -hmm. So who are we doing recasting? Uh, real What's quick, is this good Robin or bad Robin and how many Robins out of 10? 
Oh. I so, already said I think this is bad, Robin. I'd probably give this on the Robin scale. I love this movie. I think it's a great movie. On the Robin scale, I probably got to go like. Wait, a, hold on though. It's not. No, it's, it's not it's quality. About, of, it's about how Robin is he. He is very. He's, he's going really all Robin. fucking. I gotta. I gotta judge how he contributes to no, the overall. That's, that's how different. we measure the Robin. No, that's completely that's not. not how you we're Robins. saying. I do agree. It's bad, Robin. It's bad Robin in the context of in, this movie. In the context it's, of the movie. They, in a vacuum, it is thing, good. Here's the thing is that they just told him like, hey, do Good Morning Vietnam, but just do it all voice acting and yeah. talk like but even But the thing is, is he does it, make it for so kids. much better in Aladdin is the thing. Yes. That movie's I think like that's allowed to be fun. Right. But yes. this yes. movie came out before that movie, so we're By not supposed months. to know how good he could how be yet he's yeah be. right <laughs> no, i do once well, every kid saw Aladdin, no one knew his yeah. potential yeah. Fuck, yeah. fuck the rainforest no one knew his potential <laughs> to be time. that crazy in an animated film until aladdin right yeah the kids so, were all about um this was agrabah first, this was the first tease I think um, I think it's I think it's kind of high on the Robin scale, honestly. Because I think really that he's high. just like he's I don't think just, it's that bad either, as far as Robin goes. Like I think he's, it's bad I think in the context of the movie. Yeah, he doesn't fit into yeah. the movie, but that's not his fault. I right. don't think. I think that he did what he was asked to do. Yeah, yeah, he did. I agree. It's not a bad performance, but it's bad fitting in in the movie. Uh, yeah, I'm so gonna I give it like I'll give it okay, Robin, bad. and I'm gonna give, it, give it like, like a, a nine, nine, dude. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was gonna, in it's, terms of it's, like ratio to no, it's not ratio. It's just about intensity. It's about of Robin. how intense yeah. the Robinism is, and he's just doing like maximum Robin overdrive to the point where like it's like I want him to have more down moments, and he doesn't really have any yeah. like. Well, I, I get, maybe it would have been better served if he was like at a six on the Robin scale in this movie. I have to say this is good, Robin, because you guys are still judging it against a fun movie. This is not supposed to be a fun yeah, it's movie. Heavy. I know, but that they he's, didn't. He's like trickled in as the relief so that you're not your kids aren't crying the entire <laughs> but time. But does it but does it yeah. does it work? with the movie yeah, that he the, is I the think, fun thing I, it is it does i think so between that and the romance and then the extreme moments of terror i if i i'll because i i'm the only one that hadn't seen it yet if i know if i had seen this as a kid i wouldn't have liked it to be honest um because it's not funny like the the funny moments aren't funny to me right. is the problem it's not that they're they're there they're mixed in poorly um but that's subjective and obviously worked on a lot of kids and also uh like i said i think this is not that that's not the main thing you should be taking away from it obviously they don't want you to walk away thinking this was a wow what a funny movie uh i just didn't like anything that wasn't funny when i was right. a kid i <laughs> right. think i think really i don't know i think it was really just supposed to be memorable i don't know if like people watch this movie thinking like oh man i got I've got friends coming over let me throw on fern gully no exactly like, but i think I'm it saying, was like so just like as, let's show this in a science class and make these yeah. kids yeah that's what it feels it feels like a school movie yeah right it, it feels like a but movie. it's so much better than a lot of like the kind of direct to video bullshit that a lot of schools have to show because it's just whatever's rated g yeah i never got shown fern gully 2 right. yeah. no so. i did i got shown that one video where like this this girl's job is tables and she keeps crashing her <laughs> car well the problem was you never got your license because like you kept asking about the job yeah. yeah which is tables um real quick before um 
before we get to recaging couch i just i brought this up earlier but i wanted to shout out some of the awards that this movie got so one of them uh is the environmental media awards yeah does that exist yeah it won best feature film yeah, yeah like best flat pick. out like it's, just, it's the biggest deal for an environmental yeah. film because like, there's a separate category for children's animated yeah and it's some other random thing called widget the world catcher the world watcher so yeah, that's that, the thing wait, is they're so used to things that are that. not popular this yeah. award show and this this, <laughs> this like, just one and i think this is one of those award shows where they don't they don't do the whole nominee thing they just like pick a winner yeah. so it just says fern Gully feature film but I, I just wanted to shout this out because I didn't even know that this existed. This what are some um, other winners like throughout the last? Well, I was gonna, years? I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna mention the one, the winner this year for, uh, for feature film is No Sudden Move, the Steven Soderbergh <laughs> film. <laughs> hey, that's a good movie. Oh, No Sudden, oh no, I was thinking of Don't Look Up for some reason. No, oh, that was, uh, no, no, that, no. that's like you know climate change. No, dude, No Sudden, no sudden Move. move? Yeah, it's about carbon emissions. Oh, dude. you know what? You're right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. Any uh, big notable winners from Ted uh, Ted Lasso won. <laughs> what? Won? Yeah, <laughs> for its stance against. I mean, I guess there's the whole there's one little subplot. Yeah, Sam. yeah, they just the subplot wins it. Um, but um, I don't like that they're in a tropical place and there's like no brown people. Yeah, so that no, there's me. literally that one shot where you see hands go up and you see brown hands and then it cuts them and they're all white. And right. that's that's one of the most jarring moves that I they mean, could have possibly done. Let's say this does take place in Australia. The Aborigines of Australia are some of the most beautiful yeah. dark skinned people. And the fairies are also dark skinned. With like such <laughs> right. In Australia. In Australia. Uh yeah. Oakja won the year that came out. Yeah, that makes, that makes plenty of sense. Did Shape of Water win because of its like stance for for <laughs> yeah fish, fish people? Right. Yeah, uh, Ice Age: The Meltdown won. <laughs> oh my uh, that, did you that watch that? Make thinking a stance? like, wow, this <laughs> meltdown didn't have to happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> Does that maybe like yo, make a political the stance? day after tomorrow? <laughs> yo, let's go! Shout out to our boy. That's amazing. Everybody hyped for Moonfall, dude. Dude, um, guys, let's just all go see Moonfall. Oh man, our guy Emmerich. So um, all right, so recasting. Yeah, recaging couch. Um, I where would you put Cage? Is easy Nicholas Cage in this. Put movie. him as one of the little bug dudes. Perfect. I just want him. Maybe in there. maybe the one that just has arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my um, God. Just makes noises. If, if I'm recasting Robin Williams, someone that I think could make sense would be like billy crystal back I, then i was literally perfect. just thinking that's billy perfect crystal. he has a great signature voice he, he's good at just kind of going i will say sense. i've been watching um this is kind of a sidebar uh but i've been going back and watching some oscar because you know the oscars are gonna have a host this year um Guys, can we just get Billy Crystal back to he hosting was the Oscars? So good. He's just the fucking best. His nineteen, like, because you know he does the iconic thing where he sings the Oscar nominees and like sings the plots of them. Inside. He's just the best, man. Like our generation does not appreciate Billy Crystal enough for oh, like no. how much of a fucking genius that man is. Um, you could put Jim Carrey in there, probably. I feel like he could do his thing. The thing is that with pretty much anybody we put in Jim here, Carrey. if we put somebody that's really good, I'm gonna want them to have more to do right. than this movie gives them i want to expand that so role. what do you want to do someone bad like like charlie hunnam 
Yeah, I want to do Charlie um, to rap. <laughs> Can Charlie Puth rap? <laughs> Charlie Puth. Who was? I always look up at, at like who was hot during this time. Like in the early nineties, it Danny DeVito. You wait a little while, you can throw Sinbad in there. Danny DeVito, this is, I guess this is right after Batman Forever, so. Does it have to be from the same year? No. No, no you could, you could throw, somebody throw somebody in. in. Um, well, I'm just trying to think of, like, people who would have a good enough, like, personality that we could be loud enough. <laughs> you know, I mean. Dave Chappelle. I, what if we. No, I'm thinking of, like, the guy who plays Kramer. Oh, Michael Richards. You're thinking of canceled body. comedian Michael Richards? Oh, yeah, I Here's forgot he was canceled. Michael Richards, would re- Michael Richards would refuse to do the project if you put brown people in it. Right. That's the I problem forgot. with that. I forgot he was canceled. I also was thinking about Louis C.K., and then I was like, oh, no, he was canceled. So I guess I'm just stuck on all the canceled What if people. we made him, like, what if we made uh, Chris that Rock, character maybe? an important, uh, a self-important character? Could we put somebody, like, more of a serious actor of the time? Or somebody who's, like, standing for, like, like some kind of social change or something, you know. Who's Tupac did a little bit of acting before he before he passed. Unfortunately, can you do some voice acting? Can we put Tupac in here as um, Eddie? Yeah, Eddie Murphy, please. right? Makes Probably sense. Eddie Murphy. Funny side character, it's great just, voice. Who's who is our Robin Williams of today? Oh, we don't have. We don't These have are replaceable. That's that's the problem. We don't have we don't really have anybody who does anything that's like that big. I, I think it's Mr. Beast. Oh no, dude! What the fuck? I don't know. Okay. That's so dark and it's, depressing. It's <laughs> um. Okay. It's next. Tom Holland, guy trying to connect with his no, well, that's, Zoomer nephew. So, if we're making this movie live action, what are we? What are we doing with this? Uh the human is Jared Leto. Here's the thing, Jared Leto. He's yes. a chameleon. No. You can do anything. All right. Here's the thing. I'm going to pitch you guys on this idea. So we make this live action. The main character, the Zach character, if you will, Sam Worthington. Yes. <laughs> You're thinking like, who's going to be this sexy little? Yeah. Girl? Maybe maybe a, a Zoe Saldana type. It, I think that's it. I think that's it. That's the move. Let's. Yeah. Right. Let's see what we can. No. get. <laughs> No, right. we got to have like, what if instead of making the Robin Williams character zany, what if we make what if we make this like kind of a nerd and let's think a little bit outside the back. Let's make it a woman. Let's make it Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Trippy. That'll be the mom, yeah. right? That's- Stephen Lang in a mech suit. <laughs> I'm sold. Uh, there is a Michelle blurb- Rodriguez is an avatar. Hell I, mean, yeah, I can remember that. I no cultural impact in my mind. There is Occupy a blurb in under the legacy section for Ferngully that says um, some reviewers have commented that the 2009 James Cameron film Avatar uh, plagiarized thematic plot <laughs> elements from Ferngully, right. though others have stated it is simply one of many films that Avatar is similar to. <laughs> so that dismissed- sounds like more of a dig against Avatar. <laughs> like- the 2013 <laughs> film Epic was also said to have an unoriginal plot similar to Frankel. You know, so that was that was another movie that Epic. I actually forgot. Yeah, Epic. Do you guys remember that? No. It, very similar, like a climate change type movie. I think that it's... The thing is, I can't Google it either because if I Google Epic movie, <laughs> Epic movie is going to yeah. come up. Yeah. So the SEO is awful yeah. for this. I mean, I just kept saying Dune as we were watching it. I was like, this is just like Dune, Not really. guys. I guess I guess you guys are just kind of blanketing together anything that shows like colonialism. 
yeah, Pocahontas type right? story. The stealing of a natural resource. Mm-hmm. I guess, but environmental destruction. But does anything have some type of crazy gas slash solid slash liquid thing that's living inside of a tree that's taking yes, over the world? They all do. They all do. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Um, if I could recast Krista for that era specifically, I would probably do Demi Moore. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Perfect. Because if you see her in Ghost, she's kind of the same. Like, mm? yeah. <laughs> Ghost also a very horny movie for sure. Well, three way. Jennifer Connelly. Your mm. mic went out. Jennifer Connelly. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> Testing Jennifer sure. Connelly. Right. Right. That's how you do your- Jennifer Connelly. Right. Well. Jennifer Connelly. Okay. Any final thoughts on Fern Gully? Liv Tyler. This was a weird fucking movie, and I'm really glad. Um, like it's it, it's way more out there than it has any right to be, and I really yeah. appreciated that. Yeah. Like it really, it's really um. It's not like a cookie cutter, like just like sub Disney movie. It's going for some other shit. Right. right. That's that's why I like watching non Disney animated movies, because there was like that, especially that time frame of when like Disney was really popping off. And you find like, what was the one we saw recently? The secret of the name secret secret of Nim. Yeah, yeah. that's another one that's like right. obviously Miyazaki. But like there's so many movies from that era that were just like trying to counter program the disney monolith of like these heavy heavy hitters of beauty and the beast and lion king and obviously i love those movies they're fucking classics they're amazing they're perfect in their own right but it's so special to see like something so so different than all of that right it doesn't play Mm. the same formula where you know girl meets boy boy meets girl they fall in love they they it does have that boy but there's definitely far more terror and like uh two it hits so much closer to home everything in disney movies keeps you at a distance because it's like some element of magic that is not attainable for us here the magic is used as like a metaphor for something that is very very relatable to what we're going through but if you look at like snow white or like cinderella whatever it's just it's just so far off from what a child would see whereas this is like basically trying to be so in your face of like yeah, these rainforests, they're here and you're here and they're actually really getting blown yeah. over like a they're, motherfucker. They're, they're trying to say, like, you know, you, you make friends with the characters and then there's, they say, hey, your characters are getting fucking killed mm-hmm. out there. Then. If, <laughs> yeah. if, if those, right. are, those are your friends. Like your friends yeah. are getting the, murdered. The mood, the mood in this movie is right. You know, it's it's it sinks you into like the peril and the darkness when it needs to. And it like lets you kind of sit in it. Like even I. I, I just remember when I was a kid, even the fucking X's on the trees yeah. terrified me. You know, it does a really good job of like visually conveying that tone and th- revisiting it as an adult. It just like it just hit me at that level, you know, and I was really surprised that it did because I was I went into it thinking like, oh, man, here we go. This is going to read like a fucking kids movie mm-hmm. that well, when, is gonna look like shit it's when, gonna no, age when, that's so the bad thing is, when people are talking it reads like a kids movie yeah but then yeah visually it's really really effective yeah. like it, it worked a yeah. lot it's i was worried that this movie might just kind of be bad and it's not bad 
more people should see it. Yeah. Hashtag free Fern Gully. Release the the Fern Gully cut. Exactly. Honestly, Dav on Letterboxd, four stars. Oof. Shout out Dav. How does Letterboxd feel about this movie? Uh, Not great. Not great. I uh, I figured. (laughs) Our uh, (laughs) overwhelming majority of reviews are three stars. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd go closer to four for sure. I might go four. Yeah, this I think is a four. I, I think I gave it three stars on Letterboxd. You gave it three and a half. Or three and a half. You liar. Yeah. Well, uh, I I, uh, I clicked that before rewatching it today. I hadn't seen this movie in like um, fucking 10 years, probably more. I don't yeah. know. I can't, I can't remember the last time. But but yeah, like you mentioned, Hunter, there's just certain images that just are burned into my brain. Um, It, it just, I don't know. It's just one of those. I remember the VHS being in a lot. And I'm glad we revisited on this series. Yeah. It's weirdly going to be like one of the least Robin per uh, minute <laughs> movies yeah, that we're going to go sure. through this entire series. But hey, you know, I'm glad that we talked about it. I, again, I haven't seen this movie in probably 15, 20 years at this point. So it's worth a revisit. So shocked it, it held up as well as it did. Thanks, save the uh, trees. Save the trees. What is it um, for our children and our children's children? Yeah, yeah, too bad. Like the rainforest is way too worse. Yeah. yeah, too bad. That movie came out thirty years yeah. ago. This movie came out thirty years ago, and unfortunately, uh, things it have not improved. Yeah, it's yeah. gotten much, I much mean, worse. In fact, uh, like catastrophically so. Right. It, well, it it's, also it's gotten so. The reason exponentially. that that saving the rainforest was seen as like a more you know it was one of like the first like light like socially acceptable forms of like Big want like resisting change. climate change. Um, is because it was seen as a foreign threat. It was seen as something that was going on way down there. Thousands and thousands. Yeah, and it's like, oh, we got to stop them, but hey, it's not us. Yeah. Now we just know that it's like here. It's everywhere. Yeah. You right. know, it's like there's over. awful shit happening. So it's not yeah. like right. when I was when I was a little kid, like the rainforest was something that you talked about a lot in school. But I remember <laughs> that was sort of the yeah. extent to which you thought about climate change until you were a little older. Um, so it makes sense. And this uh this matches with that that we're in 1992 here yeah right yeah i mean i i guess that like to be honest with you look think i'm just comparing it to encanto because it's so big right now encanto shows that um that like family dynamic yeah this like migrant family that gets like push from their homes from like refugees like they're refugees and they their village gets burned down that's a really tense scene but i don't feel really connected to that that much it didn't hit me like it didn't i didn't they didn't do it in a way that made you feel they did it with like um like a singer singing over it and it was like still soft and gentle but then they moved on right away and everything was like back to like it wasn't pixar pixar always has to like that's their opportunity to fucking dig it in they're like Like, this like really makes you like Oh fuck! Okay, shit. I will always recycle for the rest yeah. of my life. Like, um, and I just don't know if we have anything that is as effective in today's. Yeah, I think I think people should should watch this movie. This should be more. Uh, people should find a way to uh to watch this. I may or may not have a crude rip of this movie it's... on my Google Drive. Right. Um, who's to say that you can't prove it? I didn't, it, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Melanie. He's um, joking. I'm not. I'm joking. Um, I the whole thing. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, Lee. It means a lot. I think this movie thank is like you. one of those that like, I'm just glad that we saw it together because it's like one of those like cornerstone movies, you know, it's a special one. 
just like City of Angels, this movie made me who I am. Honestly, what, so what's hornier, Fern Gully or City of Angels? <laughs> I don't know. City Tough. of Angels does not fuck. Yeah. Um, that movie is celibate. There's, this, one, there's one scene. Yeah, there's there they get it on. It's Come some on. weird sex. It's not good sex. Yeah. If only he <laughs> turned her into an angel and showed her all the angels on the beach being they angels. Flew, they then. flew into a tree. And I don't the world see me. I just want you to know who I am. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening. Please email, follow, subscribe, donate. Thank you, beautiful donors. We love you. You make this possible. Next week, tune in for um, Prince Ali. Ali, 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 Ababa. A whole new world? What's this? A whole new world. Those weren't even the best songs. Oh yeah, what's the best song in the land? What's it? The one, yes, the one where he gets he gets to like run around the city and like steal shit. Yeah, that was the best one. Just that is a good a one. little street rat. Excited. Oh my god. Oh my god. He's a Disney dad. There you go. I'm he a Disney is. dad. Yeah. Guy Thanks for listening. I'm pregnant. <laughs> we love I'm, you. I'm not bye. Bye bye. <laughs>